What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN GameScoop. I'm your host, Damon Hadfield. Joining me this week are Tina Amini. Hey. <laughs> Sam Claiborne. I'm joined. Justin Davis. Scoop. And special guest joining us this week, specifically joining Tina this week, is John Davison, publisher of IGN.com, and also uh, once upon a time was editor-in-chief of Electronic Gaming Monthly, a publication we revisit often on this show. Uh, of course, John, you spent lots of time at what, what, official PlayStation Magazine and Metacritic and Rolling Stone, and uh, yeah. then eventually ended up back at, here at IGN. I think you've been with us for a few years now. Nearly three now. Wow. Oh my gosh. How time flies. Well, welcome to the show. It's long overdue. And I think it's only fitting that since we have you here, uh, we dig up one, one of the old uh, EGM issues that you presided over. And we have that ready to go waiting in the wings. But first, we find ourselves on the cusp of event season. Despite the fact that there is no E3 happening, video game publishers still want to tell you about the games they have coming out later in the year and into next year. So we've got IGN Summer of Gaming uh, going on for its, what, third year, Tina? Third straight yeah. year running? Mm-hmm. We're on all month long. And that the sort of umbrella include all the events. So we've got Summer Game Fest happening on Thursday, June 9th. The Xbox and Bethesda Showcase is on Sunday, June 12th. And then there are other events here and there sort of scattered in between. So we Don't begin with... IGN Expo oh, on June 10th. Sorry, the IGN Expo on June 10th? Yes, that's an important date. That is an important <laughs> date. Thank you for reminding me. So we begin with an email from one of our listeners. So let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. Already? Listeners, remember, you can I always reach us. <laughs> you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like Nick from Indiana did. Nick says, with reveal season right around the corner, I'm curious what games everyone is most <clears> excited <throat> to learn more about. Are there any dream reveals you might believe beyond the horizon? I personally would love to see anything, anything on the next title in the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order series, even if it might still be a ways out. And even though it's my belief, God of War Ragnarok will be delayed. I'm still anxious to finally get a firm release date. So with showcases like Xbox Bethesda and IGN Summer of Gaming beginning to take shape, what is that one game you can't wait to hopefully hear more about? Let's start with uh, the aforementioned God of War Ragnarok. Sony does not have a, an event planned or announced as of this taping, as of 2.35 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday, May 26th. Although that could change at any moment. Although we did see today some encouraging news that God of War Ragnarok is still on track to be released this year because it was rated in South Korea. Which usually means, you know, I mean, why, why would the game be rated in South Korea if it were still, if it were nowhere near being completion? Maybe they're um, just only going to release it there. Man, that would be a big twist. <laughs> just a bold, just a like, test gonna, launch. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what okay. the correlation is between ESRB ratings and release dates? Like we play a game on GameScoop sometime that involves them. Are, mm-hmm. Is it generally in, in your, like, you know, sense like th- that means they're, you know, months away or, Five months away I mean, or something like I mean, that. I mean, well, yeah, I think it's so another another piece of puzzle is that um, retail listings for some God of War Ragnarok merchandise, including some figures were unearthed from a, a, a an online store in the UK. And those and they were listed for release in September. Mm. Toys, toys leak everything, man. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, if it's if it's being rated by organizations like the ESRB, it's not hard for me to believe it's only a few months out. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, I don't know. So, so okay. I think or we're going to be drinking God of War Pepsi before playing God of War. <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> it happened with Halo. We had those Halo Doritos like a year before the Halo Infinite came out. Yeah. <laughs> we can start with we can start with Sony. Uh, you know, even though Sony doesn't have a, a, a state of play announced at this time, God of War is like the big one. That's the next thing that's coming down the pipeline, and it, I don't know. It looks like maybe it, it will actually make it out by the end of this year, but after that. What's what's next? What does Sony have next? There are things that they announced at their state of play last September, which you guys got to talk about without me because I was was on paternity leave. And there were lots of exciting announcements like what Spider-Man 2, Wolverine, the KOTOR remake. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Tina, what do you think comes after God of War Ragnarok? I mean, it's kind of unpredictable in the sense of like, like Wolverine is so far out, right? Like there's no way if they do have a showcase this year. Presumably, it'd be way too early for for Wolverine because we only saw that small, I think, like cinematic snapshot um, of the game. But we did see Forspoken in the last state of play. Oh, that's right. That's right. And I think that would have its original release date. It would have been released at this point. That's so right. it's very that. possible because it got pushed to October. Very possible. We'll see that one. Um, I think that definitely feels like it's on the horizon. And then I believe like, you know, Bungie's working on an expansion for, for Destiny. So I imagine that'll get some airtime, maybe some indies. They just uh, had a uh, one of their investor calls, um, their financial calls, and they talked through both TV shows that they have um, mm-hmm. new deals around. So I don't know if they do have a showcase, maybe they'll mix it up with some of their uh, TV properties. And so I'll attach to video games as well, of course. Um, and then, you know, some indies as well. And they mentioned that they're kind of doubling, tripling, whatevering down on their indie investment, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's actually some smaller games that are already announced that we've, we're still waiting on, right? Like Stray. Yeah. Yes. We always remember the one with the cat. That one's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How could we forget? And then the, the the one that's just rumored, although it's been rumored for a long time, is the Last of Us remake. Well, so there's mm-hmm. the Last of Us remake, and then also the the promised multiplayer component of the Last of Us Part Two that still hasn't arrived. Oh yeah. What, John? What what's what's your take on the Last of Us remake? Personally, I. If you could remake any game, that wouldn't be very high on my list, just because it's not that old and it still right. looks great. They already they already did it once, um, yeah. <laughs> but I do think that as a theme, right, there's games that we're looking forward to, and there's games that we think are going to happen, right? And I don't think they're necessarily the same things this year. Um, I think this year it's going to be a whole bunch of remakes from everybody and collections. I think we're going to mm. see it from Microsoft as well, in particular. Um, and then there was the news this week about Sony doubling down on new IP again. So I think we're going to see a lot of game names that we don't recognize. I think there's a phase that we're entering where it's, it's not sequel for a while. It's, mm. it's, it's booting new fran- It's like new platform, but what coming up on two and a, whatever, two and a bit years into this platform. And we're still kind of like milking old franchises a little bit. And I think the time has come for new stuff. I think we're going to see plundering the depths of history. Um, I want to see, to, to see Sony go back and reboot Siphon Filter and reboot yeah. Twisted Metal. And like they're sitting on all these franchises that that's what I would be excited about, but I don't think it's what we're going to get. That's interesting. Um, Sam, would you think that would be a good thing, uh, seeing a bunch of games that we aren't familiar with that are not sequels? Yeah, I think that's important. I think it's 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 necessary for for Sony, but I also think that there's a couple of like surefire series that are just up for it. And uh, you know, one of those is Uncharted. We just have no idea what the next Uncharted 
uh, situation is going to be. There is a movie that just came out like there mm-hmm. there is an uncharted game in production like there just is and like when do we hear about that well lots of times we hear about that like years early so if there's like a cinematic trailer that's teasing you know a younger uncharted lead or something like that that would not be out of the realm of, of a, a you know surprise for me uh, th- there's also um i think weirdly i expect a ghost of Tsushima sequel faster than other things I think that is a game that could, uh, you know, ride its recent success and, and probably get uh, something. If you know, we're gonna if we were gonna hype people on a game that's years away, which is what E3 season is about, that would be a, a, one that I would actually expect. You think Sucker Punch is all in on that franchise now? Do you think they'll ever go back to Infamous or Sly Cooper? Th- well, that's that's part of my reasoning. Is that I think this was their favorite game to work on and like a critical success and a fan success. And like, I think they would want to do more of it. I would expect. And you know, I, w- I would want that too. Infamous is another yeah. one where it's like, that could be a surprise game, but it doesn't have the clout that uncharted or I think ghosts have of like universal recognition. That was a, a kind of a underdog game that I, I did like, you know, aspects of that series and and would like to play another one, but I don't think that's one where you know the clamor for it to come back. Another one, and I, I know this has its detractors. Is Days Gone? Like that's just a, a series. You think they're going to try like, that again. I oh, I think it did. So I, I got bad reviews, and then it's beloved. Like it that's a, that's a, chance, a weird yeah. situation. Sure. And like, what but, else is that studio going to do? Like, they if they're like, well, we sold a bunch of games, but we have a bunch of fans. It doesn't matter what the scores were at that point, right? I do also wonder if they're going to make if they again, if they do a showcase, like I do also wonder if they're going to make a big deal out of like we have a reasoning and we have like this many units we've just shipped because right? that's still a huge story. It's not the most glitzy and glamorous one for a showcase. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll leave that out or or have mm-hmm. it be like the tweet that follows up or, you know, the blog post that gets published afterwards. But we also just heard about a little bit more about their um, anticipating more units to, to ship soon out of their recent financial call. So possible. People definitely want that kind of positive news. Yeah, for sure. And I think we've mentioned every ongoing Sony series now, so somebody's going to be right. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get these predictions right. We just say all of them. <laughs> yep. I guess we, ha- we, we haven't mentioned Horizon, so maybe some DLC for Horizon Forbidden. That's what oh, I was going to say. Oh, oh. Sorry, 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 sorry. But we do know about a VR Horizon update that we can mm-hmm. hear more mm-hmm. about, right? Yeah, I think I, I, th- I think that we're going to get 35 minutes of God of War 2 and then we're going to get 15 minutes of a million other sort of smaller things all crammed together there in the first in the opening of, you know, some hypothetical Sony showcase should it come to pass. Um, y- you know, PSVR 2, like, is it too early for them to be talking about it at E3? Is it, are they going to blow it out and have, you know, show off the 20 plus games that that, you know, are rumored or maybe they actually confirmed you're sort of incoming for that platform. Um, you know, I don't know. Um, and then, yeah, I think horizon DLC is, um, the time is going to be right for that as well. Here's, here's a way to solve the God of war release date uh, issue. They can just release yeah. God of war two part one. Cause that worked really well for Sony and final fantasy, <laughs> a fan <laughs> favorite tactic. It works for, <laughs> works for movies. Um, <laughs> totally. I'll, t- I'll tell you what I want to see is I want to see ape escape revived. Please, please more bring than, back Ape Escape, you cowards. More than just, <laughs> more than just re-releasing Ape Escape on all new PlayStation Plus. 
<laughs> actual new yeah game. maybe that's what they'll do just lean into that yeah yeah what about a gritty patapon reboot <laughs> Patapon's already a little bit gritty. I, was gonna say, I do, yeah. I do, yeah, I don't, I don't hate the idea. I mean, I know you're just spoofing and goofing, Tina, but I don't mind the idea of like using this um, uh, gameplay telemetry data of like what retro games and classics are people flocking to in order to actually make business decisions about like maybe we should hand over Ape Escape to some indie developer. Like I don't know, like like the what was the studio that made Astrobot? Like um, Timasobi, mm-hmm. like. You know, they're working on something like I'm not saying it's Apescape, but like that's the caliber of like I wish studios did more of like take their B and C tier stuff, hand it to somebody that's like talented and can do something cool with it and just see what happens. Give it to Mark Cerny and the Knack team. <laughs> what's yeah, what's the Knack team doing? <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, while we wait uh, to see if a uh, PlayStation state of play happens at some point in the near future. There is Summer Game Fest happening on June 9th. That's Thursday. And there's a list of partners on the website. So we can sort of start to piece together what, what, what is possible that we might see. One of them is Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers has Gotham Knights coming up this fall. That's the game we got a big gameplay uh, look at recently. And it was a little, I, I think, uh, reactions were mixed. So I think they have a little bit of an uphill battle to try and get more people on board with that game. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they'd want to show it again. But what about Hogwarts Legacy? That's supposed to be out this holiday, right? Yep, December. Tina, you think we're going to see more of that? I mean, it makes sense because the holiday is right around the corner, but there's also, you know, a lot of negative feelings around this franchise and mm-hmm. maybe making a big deal out of it on a, a stage show, if we're still calling them stage shows. Um, I mean, they do happen on a stage. They're just not ones that we can see in person right now. Um, but yeah, if they, I don't know that they'll, they would want to make it like a prominent part of their run of show. Um, but I imagine they would want to acknowledge and still market this game. So that's got to be a tricky one for them on their side, like figuring out how to navigate that. Mm-hmm. Did you everybody see the, the, uh, I'm not, this is not a joke, uh, the ASMR video that they released? What? Well, no. Who really, who released? WB? The WB released for this game. Yeah, it's no. 15 minutes of a slow moving rainstorm over Hogwarts. Oh, very cool. I thought you were going to say it was like yeah. the sorting. Hat. Oh, yeah. It's like a really like whispering spell. That would be weird. <laughs> it's Dobby whispering and chewing on hair. Oh, God. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> I like yeah. the rain landscape better. Go back to that. Yeah, and I don't know why they had to, to brand it ASMR, whatever. I don't want to get That's into a that. Big but, trend. but but it was a the rainstorm like coming over slowly showed off the weather effects and we know it's an mm-hmm. open world game and that's a big part of open world games, right? And it was a long day night cycle too. And like, you know, this game is not really a, a Sammy game or anything, but like I like seeing that stuff and I that was like a cool way to show off this game. I just thought it was neat. Mm-hmm. Beyond Hogwarts Legacy, Warner Brothers has Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League, and then Wonder Woman, which yep. was just revealed at the Game Awards in December, which is another Jeff Keighley presentation. So, um, I don't know, John, would you, do you think like the, the, the sort of reve- he'll be able to sort of continue revealing little bits of that game, even though know. it's probably very far off? I, I actually disagree with Tina. I think they're going to go all in on Hogwarts. I think, mm. I think. I think that's going to be their big thing. <laughs> Warner Brothers just made a big noise about how they're doubling down on Harry Potter as a franchise with the you know the oh, new really? CEO and everything. And I think they they have something ready to go that's new that sits outside what people know in in terms of that franchise. I think they're going to make the loudest noise about that game and make it all about the game and the new story and it's separate from the movies and the books and. Uh, 
I, I think the I think the attitude will be um, not even acknowledging that there's been a problem around mm. it. I think it's just going to be there are more than enough fans of this franchise, and we're this is fan service for them. And screw the rest of you. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that they would lean into the elements that separate it from the rest of the franchise because that's the subtle way of suggesting like this is its own thing. This yep. is coming from developers that have no association. Um, with J.K. Rowling and with the mm-hmm. original uh, works. So I imagine that that might be a, a potential subtle way of leaning into it. But to a- answer your actual question, no, I don't think we'll see Wonder Woman. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, we saw, like, what, like a title? We've seen a title for that one? Yeah, that, that's all we've seen. Yeah. We know it's, you know, it's the Shadow of War Mordor team, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be cool. And I, I hope that series is also continuing in some format. I mean, that's that's one like if I had a wish list of like something I want teased that's years away, which, again, good summer season thing to expect. Um, we'd love to see what what that what's going on with a with the Lord of the Rings Warner Brothers action game. Mm-hmm. EA is another partner for Summer Game Fest. Uh, what you know, EA has Dead Space remake coming up in January that already has a release date uh, there. They've said on a financial call, they said to, to expect a need for speed entry this fall. Mm-hmm time even though that hasn't been officially announced yet and then there's this skate four that was you know a couple of years ago they just just announced that it was happening yep it got metroid prime forward yep yeah well definitely. not even wasn't it like not even a that. verbal announcement well, yeah they didn't even have even the title that. for it yeah no logo. And they were really but they were they were so explicit about like we heard you please stop yeah please stop we, we are making it all right now leave us alone like that was that was their message like you don't we you you can stop the the email campaign I hope they didn't do the uh, the old Damon Hatfield DJ trick was when I used to use a DJ in San Francisco and people would come up and request something that I didn't want to play. I would always just say, say yes, sure. And then I would just <laughs> wouldn't play it because that would because that would get you them to it. leave me alone. Because if I told them no, they like try to like argue and be like, yeah. here, I have it on my phone. It's on Spotify. Just play it. And, well, it's this whole thing. And so I would just so, say, sure. And then they would just leave me alone. Did EA actually announce that they're doing an EA play? Have they actually mm. confirmed it? I think uh-huh. they confirmed that they aren't doing their, it. Lo- yeah. Their logo was on the Summer Games Fest yeah. site, right? They're listed right. as a partner. Yeah. But yeah, no official EA Play, so it won't be like all of their titles. Yeah. It'll be one or two inclusions in um, Healy's showcase, yeah. And if you think about what EA needs right now, right? They just said that they're considering merging or selling. They, they're like been struggling, you know, on the sports side. Like the Madden community has been mad at them about franchise mode since the dawn of time. Everyone's pissed about whatever's going on with FIFA. They've <laughs> not really shipped anything outside of, you know, like they need to bring out more than anyone else. EA needs to bring out the hits. We need to finally see something on Mass Effect. We need mm-hmm. to fight. Fi- they've been talking about Dragon Age for how long now? Like, just yeah. show something that's not, you know, walking past a window or whatever the last thing was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just people working yeah. in office and trust us. They're working on something Dragon Age related. I mean, EA is, you know, like they get voted the most evil company in the world. And I don't want to minimize or like marginalize the people that have frustrations about EA, but like, you know, give me a break. Like the, the hate that that company gets is outsized against, you know, they're just a big company making big video games. And, and I've always sort of, they're less predictable and more interesting to me than like an Activision. Like is Activision going to have Call of Duty this year? Boy, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, Activision sort of plays the hits with Guitar Hero and and Tony Hawk and um and and Call of Duty year after year whereas EA 
you know, they do have the, the Biowares and they do have these other developers that are doing things that are more interesting to me personally as a gamer. And, um, they do have a little bit more of a successful indie game label. And so I've always found them a little bit harder to like pin down like mm-hmm. that company for being a big multinational, multi-billion dollar company seems to be a little bit um, less risk averse than, um, than, you know, their, 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 their peer Activision. And so, you know, I don't know, like they, they have more ability to surprise me at an event like Summer Game Fest than, than some other companies of their size. What I would love to see from them is Battlefront 3, but I don't think it's going to happen. Hmm. And I've always had a soft spot for Star Wars The Old Republic, the, um, the MMO. Like it was, it, hmm. was a, it was a giant Bioware game, even if it was rebooting that game in Unreal 5 or something, so that it's like a gorgeous Star Wars game. I mean, you've got all this stuff happening around Star Wars right now with yeah. the, the High Republic and they're slowly recanonizing old extended universe stuff. And, you know, the KOTOR stuff that's happening, if they, if they rebooted that game or sequeled that game, that would be exciting. They did have a job listing recently where that franchise was listed as something that they... I don't know, it was really ambiguous. It was like, you might be working on this or something. I can't remember how. It wasn't definitively we're hiring for this game. Right. It was more like, hey, you know, Bioware makes games like this and this. And that was one of the ones that they listed, which was sort of unusual given that, you know, it has a passionate following, but it's it's it doesn't get talked about very much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the tactic to get us journalists off their back because they yeah. know that we look for those things and report on it. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's, those aren't even the only Star Wars games that we know that they're working on. We know Respawn's working on the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, they're going to help out with that tactical game that's going to be an XCOM like. And then um, there's also the the first person shooter that's supposed to be like Dark Forces, right? So yeah. mm-hmm. there's a lot yeah. that they could show to sort of earn some goodwill, I think. And who knows? I mean, by by that time we will have been through because right now as we're recording this is Star Wars Celebration and. At that point, we will be through Star Wars Celebration, so who knows what what reveals will come out of there, too. It's very true. Very, very good point. Uh, There's Capcom. Capcom has some a couple of things that are coming out imminently in June. They've got their um, Capcom Fighting Collection and then Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak. Those are both out in June. You might want to just remind everybody about that. Uh, Not not too late to get your pre-orders in now. Mm -hmm. They've also announced Street Fighter VI, but haven't shown it, right? Indeed, they showed the logo and then there was a bunch of drama of the logo because it looked remarkably similar to, I believe, a stock image. And so it was a lot of back and forth with that. Um, I highly suspect that that will be on Jeff Keighley's show. I think he even may have like when the logo was revealed or something about it was revealed. I think he may have done one of his cutesy, um, you know, emoji tweets or something. So that that's what got my speculation going on that one. So I suspect we might see it there. Interesting. Well, and then, Sam, there's a lot of Resident mm-hmm. Evil stuff that we know is coming and also is rumored. There's next-gen versions of Resident Evil 2, 3, and 7. Those are already announced to be Heck coming. Yeah. Um, and then the long-rumored Resident Evil 4 remake. Yep. Yeah, and that's a, uh, you know, if that gets the treatment that 2 and 3 got, yeah. it, it'll be incredible. I mean, I, I can't imagine, like, th- that game... Well, you know, those games look so good and they they added such cool content that they made them almost as good as Resident Evil 4, in my opinion. Resident Evil 4 doesn't really need anything. If it gets like that crazy, crazy graphics overhaul, it'll be amazing to play through that game again. And I play through that in almost every iteration it's come out. I play through the Switch version just because I love it so much. Like, I'm obsessed with Resident Evil 4 and I can't wait to see what they do. 
yeah, me neither. I actually haven't played it since it was originally released. So we have right. a, it would, it'll feel like an entirely new game to me. They released the Capcom beat 'em up bundle fairly recently. And sometimes these bundles and remakes sort of precede they're they're tilling the earth for like an upcoming announcement, right? Um, and so what I would love to see is Dungeons and Dragons is back and is more popular than ever. And I would like to see a new Dungeons and Dragons brawler from Capcom. <laughs> Do you have and, that the collection of the two brawlers that was released last gen or two gens ago now? No. Well, it's what it's chron- it's Dungeons and Dragons Chronicles of Mistara, I think, which Chron- is the two. Oh Capcom. yeah, Chron- Chronicles is Tower of Doom and and what Shadow over Mistara in one yep. package. Yes, They're- and I just want to point out that it's on sale on Xbox for three dollars right now. <laughs> oh, Damon, I gotta go. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, they're so good, dude. Like they're and like, but I don't think I haven't played them in like a decade. So like, maybe you know, maybe it's rose colored glasses. But I have very fond memories of those games, and they come up a lot on like best beat 'em up lists. And yeah, I don't know. Is that is that gonna be announced next week? No, it's not. <laughs> but like, but a man can dream. Yeah. Man can dream. Uh, okay, another big publisher that's in kind of a weird spot right now uh, is Ubisoft, and just the fact that they don't have anything announced on the horizon. They've got, or they have some games that are announced, but nothing like with a release date. Like, what what's their game for this fall? We don't know. We know they've got Avatar they're working on, and the new Avatar movie is coming out this December. Mm-hmm. I don't know, John. Is is the Avatar game coming out this year? Uh, I don't know if it's coming out this year. I think that we'll hear about it an awful lot. If, if Ubisoft does anything, this is the game they'll hook everything to. I think it'll be this. It'll be Just Dance. Um, I, I've heard rumors that we, you know, we may finally see something Splinter Cell, but mm. I can't. I can't separate those rumors. From my own desire to see that game. <laughs> yeah. That every time I hear even a whiff of the fact that, yeah, they are working on it and they're going to show it this year, I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. It, I don't know. Like, it feels like they've been so stubborn about that game that um, it, it almost feels like it will just run indefinitely. If they finally show something that is not just three green dots and the silly noise and they actually show, yes, we're working on it and this is what it look, looks like. Even if it's a remake of the first one or a mashup of the first two, so you get the the, the cool two player multiplayer thing, mm-hmm. um, I'd be super happy. But honestly, what I'm expecting is a lot more of of, of the footage we have on screen right now <laughs> of of things in Avatar. Lots of yeah. pretty grass. Yeah. Well, you, like EA, Ubisoft just has a ton of games that have been announced. Some for a very, very long time that we just haven't gotten any updates on. Don't know what the status of them is. There's a sequel to Mario plus Rabbids, uh, yep. which Sam, I can't remember. We were laughing about the subtitle, but it, it yeah. escapes me right now. It's called uh, Spark, Sparks, Spark of Spark, Hope, Spark of Hope, Spark of Hope. I think that's right. Where is that game that was revealed at E3 last year? No updates since then. There's the Prince of Persia remake that's just been in development hell. I don't that know got, why they that can't. got delayed. The the rabbits mm-hmm. game has not been delayed though, and I, I would expect that this. Yeah, week. we just we'll we just get, had I think no we'll get that game this year. The rabbits one. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll come out this year. I think that's that that's good. one of Nintendo's gap fillers with Breath of the Wild yeah. delayed. That and yeah, Splatoon. I, yeah, yeah, I was going to make that point too. Um, and then there's Skull and Bones, which we've had re- rumors that recently that it's not dead; it's actually still being worked. Well, on. Well, there was um, leaked. A leaked gameplay. Oh, that's segment. right. That's yeah. what it was. I, I watched that. Gameplay. It was like this is a different game that looks 
near completion. So. Ooh, I missed that. I'm going to have to find it now. It's cool. I mean, it's, it still looks like they talked yeah. about single player a lot, which I appreciated because it does look like, you know, the, the, the stuff I liked about Assassin's Creed 4. I wonder if they're going to give it like I, I like I, I don't have a conspiracy theory that, oh, they actually did turn it into a full on Assassin's Creed game. But I wonder if they're doing some like it's going to be in that universe in some capacity or oh, something as part of. Sometimes yeah. your ship gets invaded by a, an assassin, <laughs> just kills everybody um, so easily. Damon, I, I think you're still going through the list, but uh, yeah. with Lucasfilm Games existing, uh, when that label was announced, UB said they had an Indiana Jones game. And boy, but you be has a Star Wars game. Oh, yeah. Star Wars game. Yes. Machine right. yes. games under Bethesda. Has yes. Yes. Indiana Jones game. Yes. Machine Bethesda. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So the Star Wars game that the UB has, we don't know anything about. So that would be like a, yeah. a ripe one for like, what is this? And, I, and did you mention the Amy Hennig one? When we were talking about. Yeah. No. Is that under? Yeah. I don't know. I thought, <laughs> I like, thought that well, was announced. That was announced by Lucas. Arts, like yeah, like you know, it was out of yeah, you know, Amy Hennig wanted to shut down ages ago, right? Yeah, yes, yeah. I just like uh, so it could they have an in-house publishing label that's going to happen soon? Yeah, like I'm not sure. Very confusing. The Amy Hennig Star Wars game, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, anyway. UB stars Star Wars and Beyond Good and Evil. I wanted to give that. And then the other UB thing that we still haven't seen anything on is. What's the? I forget what the games that have bits of everything in them are getting subtitled. Assassin's Creed Infinite is that what they're calling it? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. one that's the one that's everything mashed together. Yeah, I still, I still like. I know it's real, but I still have a hard time believing it's real. So it's like, yeah. okay, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that's supposed to be like full game as a service, I believe. Mm. We'll see. That's what we need. There is Square Enix, and Square Enix has so much that's announced coming down the pipeline. So much that's even supposed to be for this year. So yeah. uh, Live Alive is in July. There's f- the Front Mission remakes, which is a very surprising announcement from earlier this year. That's supposed to come this summer. Forspoken is in October. They have the Dio Field Chronicle, which is like the uh, current console take on what... Um, uh, triangle strategy is so it's like a, a, a tactics game without the 2D HD pixel graphics. Oh, you got the RPG Star Ocean, the Divine Forest coming this year, a new Valkyrie game, Valkyrie Elysium. All of that is supposed to come this year from Square Enix. And don't forget, they are also publishing the extremely good Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> wow, they, they're publishing that, huh? Wow, Mark Medina loves that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's a, and then there's also stuff that we know that's you know coming a little bit further out next year. There's you know uh, Dragon Quest Two HD 2D remake. Remember that one? Yeah, oh, that's very cool. Yeah. Dragon Quest Twelve is coming at some point. Final Fantasy Seven Remake Part Two will be revealed, but I would think Sony would probably want to have that for their own whenever they have their state of play. Yeah. Oh, I think I think we'll get a trailer at some point for that this summer at some reveal event. Coming. It's been a while. It has been a while. <laughs> I, I agree. Then there's Final Fantasy 16 and Kingdom Hearts 4, but that was just announced, so maybe it's a little too early. Well, for, and part of that. the Final Fantasy 16 stuff is that, you know, there's these like tweets from the Japanese development team. They're like, oh, get ready to see the trailer soon. Get ready to see more of this mm-hmm. game. So like that is really imminent now. Yeah. But again, I would I would bet that be under Sony's event because the reveal was at Sony's event already. Or um, 16 too. 
What Final Fantasy 16? Yes. You, you, yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't think of that as a Sony game anymore. I think they're going to push it hard on on PC and Xbox. We'll see. We'll see. I Let's don't think talk- the same thing about Seven. You think it'll just be? Like, That's a Sony one. Yeah. Okay, let's talk Xbox and Bethesda. That's on Sunday, June 12th. And talk about uh, someone who needs a, a win because after a, after a very strong 2021, 2022 has been very, very quiet on the Xbox front. They currently have yeah. no, no first party games scheduled for release this year. As of, right, as of right now, as of this taping, Starfield and Redfall delayed into 2022. So, John, what do you think is going to be their like, big focus at their showcase? Well, I do think they are still going to focus on Starfield in a big way um, because it is by far the thing people are most excited about. I think we'll see gameplay because we haven't seen gameplay of Redfall yet, right? We've only seen the secret mm, trailer, yeah. I think. Yeah. So gameplay of Redfall. I wouldn't be surprised if the Gears of War collection rumors weren't true. Mm. Like, I think that's that's pretty much a sure thing. Probably in Unreal. It'll probably become the showcase game for Unreal 5. Um mm. Coming out of whatever the you know, if it is an event season, I think it'll. I mean, it'll look spectacular, right? That mm-hmm. that franchise is so synonymous with that engine. It'd be kind of interesting to see that kind of like rebooted with like all the all the new effects turned on. Um, I don't know. I mean, they're sitting on so many studios now, and it's like none of them, yeah. none of them have shown anything. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's just like they they've they've made so many strong acquisitions, but they just have a really hard time. Getting their games out the door. So that, doesn't mean, that doesn't mean that they won't just show awesome trailer after awesome trailer this sure, summer. Yeah. You know, sure. like nothing will stop them from showing more of Perfect Dark and more of anything Bethesda well, has. I, mean, and, you know, I, have like, a, I have a Dark Horse pick for the big, the big Xbox game. What's that? So they don't just own Bethesda, they own Obsidian too. Mm-hmm. And Obsidian announced Avowed years ago, which was a big first-person role-playing game, Skyrim-like role-playing game that's set in the Pillars of Eternity universe, which is like, if you had a Venn diagram of, like, you know, things that Justin Davis is interested in, it would be, <laughs> it would be a circle. It's like, because Pillars of Eternity is freaking rad, and the game world is rad, but there are these isometric RPGs which are kind of niche now, right? And so, to give that universe another chance and put it in a flavor of role-playing game and game that's a little bit more mainstream and mass-market at this point. And Obsidian you know they they did outer worlds they you know if we want to go further back than that they did um uh new vegas like they know how to make some of the best first person rpgs on earth like i think avowed could secretly be like a big triple a like this might be an opportunity to turn it into a temple for microsoft Mm. so microsoft Uh, also has another set of things that excite people announcements that that do align with the fall which is like what's going to be on game pass and mm. that could be really, really comprehensive. It could be the third party games that you care about could basically be on Game Pass, you know, like mm. big stuff, you know, whatever it could, it could be any. I don't I have no idea because of like the, the weird ways things are working out, but like you know, Call of Duty and, you know, uh, just a bunch of like weird options out there. Mm. Sure. I think there's also Ed that we've not heard from for a while. Ed, I, yeah. I, Quake is about do getting like a big overhaul. I mean, the Quake Champions, they've been playing. Is it Champions? What's the, what's the yeah. arena thing that it was mm-hmm. Champions, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a following, but it never really popped the way they want it to. Giving a full style Doom 2016 style mm-hmm. makeover for Quake, I'd be into that. Yep. Yeah. 
Oh, we forgot it's, to mention too with Warner Brothers the uh, uh, Mortal Kombat DC fighting game stuff. What Injustice? Yeah, there could or easily just, be a Mortal Kombat this year. Like that's that's way within the nether realms of possibilities. I guess. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> That's pretty good. I guess it has been three years since um, Mortal Kombat, what, 12? Is that the one they're on? 11. Yeah, and there was a movie. It prints money. I mean, these are fighting games. Do you think it would be a numbered Mortal Kombat game, or do you think it'll be some kind of in-between? I think so. I I mean, I think it's most likely that it's an injustice here, and then there's there's this DC fandom aspect of the summer where it's like, Mm -hmm. that could be a DC game that's like at that. Um, You know, that, that that's like a summer game prediction I have, but like, Really, if I were in other realms, I'd be like trying to get a Mortal Kombat out as soon as possible. I think it's like Mortal Kombat is in a renaissance right now and people love it. Um, DC is not so much, but it's getting there. Yeah. Yeah. We're starting to run long on time. Uh, okay. Sa- Sam, is there anything you wanted to point out about Nintendo? We know that they've got Splatoon 3, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. They also don't have a, their own event uh, announced right. as of right now. They've got Bayonetta 3 and then Advance Wars Reboot Camp was delayed until yep, sometime exactly. later this year. Those are all of them. Uh, I think you nailed the ones that we can expect this year. But Nintendo always has an unexpected game. That's that's a big fall game uh, or a big surprise. And last year it was Metroid Dread. So that turned out I great. Think, <laughs> I think we're going to get a Mario movie trailer. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because that's supposed to be out this December. Or, no, or maybe it, it, it got, got delayed. delayed. Yeah. It did get delayed. Yeah. yeah, but we'll hear more about that. And the Nintendo Land will be something that I think we will probably hear more about now that it's coming to America. You mean Super Nintendo World? Whatever it's called. You know, it's Nintendo called. Land was a game for the Wii U. Don't Nintendo Land explain me, Damon. Commando. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, I'm going to share my screen. Damon is going live. Go. Watch stream. Can everyone see the September 1999 issue of yeah. Electronic Gaming Monthly? Justin mentions this issue sometimes. Yeah. Is this the nine? I'm still pulling up the screen. Is this the nine nine ninety nine one? It is. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, this is one. This is one of like ten issues that are that made a core memory in my brain. Aww. <laughs> this was my. I think. So I worked on magazines from 1991 until 2007, and then. A few years later, I did a year. I ran GamePro for a year. But out of all of those years of putting out magazines, I think this issue is my favorite individual issue of a magazine I ever worked. Interesting. Because of Dune 2000? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly why. That and the Final Fantasy movie details that were inside. Well, it's a big question right on the cover. The biggest 24 hours in entertainment history. But actually, after reading the... uh, Issue. That's actually a quote from Peter That's Moore. A Peter Moore quote. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Peter Moore was. Re- I don't know if you remember this era of Peter Moore, but he was a soundbite machine at this point. Like he <laughs> totally. was just like the pithy, snappy. Like every time he was on stage, and like that guy could sell me anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, just he's so enthusiastic and genuine and i i've been i've I've spent some time with him i've interviewed him a few times he has the best stories about this period but um the reason this cover is and and what we're looking at doesn't doesn't really do the physical magazine justice because all that orange is fluorescent orange ink um the reason it was this is because um even magazines we would we would send um 
we, we would send the cover separately than the rest of the magazine. And there's a photo shoot of the Dreamcast that's inside that I'll talk about in a little bit. But the Dreamcast as a thing to put on the cover was not a particularly interesting looking object, right? I mean, <laughs> it was very like, gray. <laughs> it was a gray square. Um, and we just couldn't make it look good. So we came up with, with this idea and we were just going to do the swirl because they were, you know, they were really leaning into this and we made it. And, and our circulation team freaked out. Like a lot of the people that worked on this issue remember this because um, they would be like, you know, it was in the magazine business. It was very kind of old school. And like, there's a lot of ties to because ma magazine printing and distribution is very tied to the, the trucking business. And it all feels a little bit like, there was a little tinge of kind of like maybe mob stuff attached to things around magazines because of the trucking stuff. And it was, I was in Chicago so everyone had the, you know, strong Chicago accents and they all smoked heavily. And I'd be in these <laughs> meetings with these people that were like, you go and do a, can I swear on game school? We'll sure. It out. We'll bleep it out. Yeah. You go and put a orange cover out. that will never sell. <laughs> and you know, like I mean, if you put that out and it doesn't sell, I, I'm not taking responsibility. It's all on you. I'm like, so we were like, okay, and we're gonna, but we're going to make it fluorescent orange, not just orange. Um, this ended up being, and I think until the magazine, well, it still technically exists, but until this version of the magazine, I think this was the biggest selling issue of EGM ever. Wow. Um, wow. It was also nearly 400 pages. This was when, this was when magazines were thick. Yeah, Q4, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. They got thicker and thicker throughout the year, huh? And then it was like Q4. Yeah. Fun book. So, you know, we had a lot of pages to play with. So the, this, you know, this is a 27-page Dreamcast feature that we did. Yeah. Wow. Um, because we had all of the launch, we got access to the hardware, all of the launch games. Um, we interviewed Peter and the team, and, you know, we talked to a lot of the people that, had, you know, that were making games for the Dreamcast. It was like the full thing. It was the, you know, the stuff that they were planning on doing with the internet. Um, and we spent a fortune on this. The, the photo shoot inside, um, we took each of the, because remember the Dreamcast launched with all these, like, I don't know why they did it. It launched with a fishing controller and like right. well, all these, like all these devices. So we, we, we hired this, I can't remember the guy's name. It's, it's in the issue somewhere. Um, this photographer in New York who took all of the accessories and photograph them in sort of contextually appropriate places in New York. So, so we took the fishing controller to a fish market in New York and just sort of dropped it in with the fish. Ew. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, we're going to see that in just a second here. Uh, I mean, but hold on, not for nothing, but you don't take a fishing rod to a fish market. <laughs> Like on a boat, that, that would make sense. It was, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But that, that we spent. Oh, there he is. There's yeah. me, long-haired me. <laughs> yeah, there's a letter from letter letter from the editor John Davison himself. Uh, this is an ad for a game I don't know, Fighting Force Two. But I just wanted to point out, just being just terribly bad CG render <laughs> of this character. It's just that awful. looks so cool at the time. Remember, this was a period where the game graphics were getting to the point where everyone thought they looked so good that you could just use the graphics from the games in advertising. And, and yeah. they would be like, I don't know if this one says it, but very often they would say, actual screenshot. Yeah, yeah. And it would be actual like, screenshot. Oh, yeah, really? well, it, it looks, looks terrible. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Aijin gave this a three point something by Force 2. <laughs> and then, I don't get this, this is a Levi's ad. Mm -hmm. Is this person famous? 
I don't know who this is. I don't think so. It's just a guy's face, but it's an ad for Levi's. I don't know. 90s ads, man. This is when games were getting to be pop culture. It would just yeah. be like anything, anything went. <laughs> this is like <laughs> the uh, the pop punker with money look. Uh, you printed an angry letter here, John, in your letters section. Someone said, I am disgusted with your magazine's bias against Sega. In your latest issue, you praised Nintendo and Sony for systems that not only have you never played, but you've never even seen. Disgusting. Is this what you call journalistic integrity? Informing your readers without bias. Inexcusable. Just like Elden Ring. I, I will never buy, borrow, or read another issue of your has-been publication, and I'm not the only one. That's an angry... This is a letter that we printed that had a Sega con- con thing on the cover. We lost yeah, Justin. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, we, we lost, lost Justin. Justin. Yeah. Is that what we'll let's shave it for the show, I guess. Do, do we want to keep on going and yeah. see if we can make it back in? Because we're running low on time. And because this is a kind of a John segment anyway. Yeah. Okay, we're going to keep going. Okay. I like this letter about Perfect Dark. They're really excited for it, but they're excited about the wrong feature. It says, I'm so psyched about Perfect Dark. I read your preview 10 times. Me and my buddy went up to our local video game store and bought a Game Boy camera just for the upcoming game. The possibilities are endless. You could play as any character in the world. Your neighbor is the president and just about anything you could think of. But the thing that gets me is the quality of the picture. Have you seen the results of a face map? Blah, blah, blah. So they're talking about you were supposed to be able to scan your face into Perfect Dark and yeah. that uh, feature got cut, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You're back. He's back. I know. Yeah. We talked about it and then we decided to go on without you. But now that you're back, it's great. He's gone. Uh, we lost him again. Oh my. That's true. <laughs> is that Kid Rock? Well, this is my question. This is an ad for something called tunes.com, which is not something I remember and not something I could find any information about. But it says, check it out. Tunes.com is for real. There's over a million song clips. Sam, over a million yeah. song, clips. song clips. This is right before Napster. So you can see I mean, yeah. how Tunes was completely gutted. But then I don't reckon there's a, just a giant face of someone. And I, maybe it was a recognizable like rock star at the time. I don't know. John thinks I, maybe Kid Rock. It's got I a, don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Power of suggestion. I think just, it's Kid Rock now. You think it's Kid Rock? <laughs> I'm sorry. In the very, very small text in the bottom, Kid Rock appears courtesy of. Nice. You nice. You did Something. it. Because I'm such a big Kid Rock fan. <laughs> yeah. They call him. Your magazine. John Kid Rock Davison. Uh, I don't understand this ad for Battle Tanks Global Assault on Nintendo 64. It's a tank game, but in the ad, it's like this painting of the tank terrorizing Oz and Dorothy and the Tin Man. What? That is, what? There's not even like any text that connects the game to The Wizard of Oz. Well, Damon, let me tell you about public domain and a little okay. thing. Called, okay. <laughs> because we're experiencing it today with uh, with, with the Winnie horror the movie Winnie the Pooh that was announced. Yeah. yeah. This is what happens. This is what is going to happen to all of your beloved childhood characters. Watch out. DuckTales are coming for you. <laughs> Uh, okay. A news announcement. PlayStation emulator arrives in stores. Remember Bleem? No. Yeah. Dude, yeah. Now. Bleem was a PlayStation emulator that was actually sold in stores for a time that allow you to emulate PlayStation games on your PC and even like up-res them. It was like a a real retail thing. It was crazy. They sold it in stores. I can't imagine for very long though. No, Sony sued them and I think the first time Sony lost but then Sony sued them again and Bleem just couldn't, they couldn't afford it. They couldn't keep paying 
you know, the lawyer fees. So they eventually went out of business. But then some of the key people in Bleem went to work for PlayStation. Do you know oh. why it's called Bleem? No, are you going to tell it's us? It's because that's that, that. Yeah, no, I know why. It's because it's meal backwards. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Yeah, Sam, back check it finger. out. They're, this I, is about them releasing the album on CD for the nice. first time. They had to re-record everything. I don't know if it was for this yeah. release, but I think for digital they had to kind of make a sound of like before Taylor Swift. Everybody, so, Buckner yeah. and Garcia did it first to get their rights back. Yeah, Damon, where yeah. did you get your copy of this LP? I mean, I got it for Christmas around this time. I don't. But you, I don't your boy Sam from, Claiborne hooked you up with an LP copy about five years well, ago. With an LP, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the CD as a Christmas gift around this time. I don't know, John. I don't know who did the interview, but someone here interviewed Buckner and Garcia for this piece. It was probably it was probably Crispin Boyer, who was a features yeah. editor. He would do he would go and track a lot of this stuff down because like this was around the time as well where we were we were kind of pushing the boundaries of the stuff we wanted to cover. So rather than just doing game releases, we were doing kind of the pop culture stuff around it. We also, around this time was when we did a big, uh, we did a big pinball feature and an issue around this time as well. Cause we were talking about, you know, get this 99 was That's when because notion- of pinball 2000, right? Because they, yeah. they were actually doing the video integration at that yeah. time. And it was also, this was the beginning of game preservation being a thing that people thought was probably oh. going to have to become important, you know? Mm. Yeah. Uh, For anybody okay. that hasn't heard that Pac-Man Fever album, it's legitimately fantastic and hilarious and wonderful. Yes. Yeah, it's the, it's I mean, like so, a bunch yeah. of songs about arcade machines. Each is about a specific arcade machine. Froggy's Lament about Frogger. Ode to a Centipede about Centipede. Pac-Man Fever was a top 10 hit, Billboard hit. Uh, Do the Donkey Kong is fantastic. That might be it's my favorite. Great. I love Defender. Yeah, great. I like hyperspace, which is about asteroids. They're not on the boat, and you're back yeah. in the race. <laughs> they're novelty <laughs> songs, but they're surprisingly catchy. If anyone likes Weird Al Yankovic, you'll love yeah. Pac-Man Fever. Yeah, they're recorded so well; it's great. So, an ad for GameStop, and I guess I never realized this was—it was just a brand of Babbage's at the time, and it was like the name of their mm. online store for selling mm. games. Okay, this is before it was retail. And what I think is interesting is that it's not GameStop.com. It's TheGameStop.com. <laughs> <laughs> and look how that, that graphic there is a clear internet 1999 website oh, yeah. header. Isn't that yeah, great? Absolutely. Choose yep. frames and you're going to see that exact thing. Yep, yep, yep. Um, John, maybe you can speak to this. Last minute updates. It says at the very mm-hmm. last minute, almost literally, we got these new screenshots of Castlevania for Dreamcast that we had to share. Yep. So what would happen? So magazines are sent in groups of eight or 16 pages at a time. So Mm. when you're, when you're laying out the magazine, you have a thing called a flat plan, right? Which is like every single page in the magazine from the front cover to the back cover. So the, the cover is four pages, right? Inside and outside front and back. And then inside is, is groups of eight or 10 pages. And what you would do is the production editor would send batches of pages off when they were finished and we would try and leave something to the end where we were, it, that was in a section where if something came back, cause remember like from when EGM went to print, when it came out was about a month. Mm. So like by the time you, you got <clears throat> your hands on this issue, we'd almost finished the next one. Wow. wow. Um, because the, you know, like a lot of it's to do with the distribution. So like they were all printed in uh, 
of like Michigan or something. Like EGM was printed in some, somewhere in the Midwest. And then all of the distribution is from there. So they put, you know, hundreds of thousands of copies on a magazine in trucks and ship them all over the country. And it takes ages for them to get out to the edges of the country. And that's why, you know, if you had a subscription, you got it long, a long time before where you would see it in stores. Um, but pages like this were very often, it was one of two things. It was either we knew that there was something coming in late, so we would try and leave a page that we could do. Or sometimes what would happen is um, an advertiser that was booked would like not deliver their ad on time right. or had backed out or, you know, or we thought we were going to sell it and we didn't. And suddenly in this case, these partial ads were a real pain in the ass to be, <laughs> to be the, if you were the editor in chief, you'd have like, oh, great. I've got two thirds of a page to fill. <laughs> Fantastic. Like, cause you know, like everything that we, everything that we've got needs either more or less than that. So, yeah. um, sometimes it was filler, but in this case, I mean, you know, it was, you know, we were putting this huge feature together and the images didn't come in. And then this page would have been left over for some reason. And it would have been one of those, you know, the day before we went to print decisions where it's like, well, we've got these eight screenshots. Let's just stick them on this two thirds of a page. <laughs> well, I should point out this Castlevania game for Dreamcast never came out. So, yeah, cool. They were printed. Um, they talk about Square and Nintendo maybe working together again. Remember, this is 1999. Uh, there was some interest in Square Enix about the GameCube, but Square only put out one game for the GameCube, Crystal Chronicles. Although they put out a bunch of games for Game Boy Advance. Uh, I just This is an ad for something called World Girl, which was a show on Showtime's website, show.com. And I looked it up. It was like the first like inter- like web series animated in Flash. Hmm. Never oh, heard yeah. of it. Yeah. Okay, John. Who's Quarterman? <laughs> <laughs> at this time it was probably me really yeah it was just was it usually the editor-in-chief just being quarterman yeah. so it's like it's like we're just one of those superheroes where the mantle's passed on the mantle was passed but it wasn't the editor-in-chief yeah. i i took it on from uh chris johnston who was the news editor he was doing it before me hmm. i was also sushi for a while you can tell if if it's John Davison if all the words for color have a U in them. <laughs> <laughs> and I would use words like whilst, which I know whilst, you Americans yeah. don't use. I guess it's, uh, I guess rumor itself would have a U in it, right? Yeah, yes, that's true. Yes. That's true. Yeah, so well, I botched that joke. I yeah. <laughs> I would I would write there was a this this period of time I was writing Quarterman and like um yeah, I was when I first started on the magazine in ninety eight, I was sushi for a couple of issues. Interesting. Ah, okay. Sushi, I don't know if I've, I've, I mean, I think I've talked about this in the past. Sushi, we would, was originally a role played by someone on the, in the sort of early days of EGM. It was someone on staff who was always sushi. Um, but sushi kind of evolved into, um, it was sort of a tryout identity for reviewers. Mm. Um, because if you worked on the magazine, you weren't, you weren't necessarily on the review crew right away. Hmm. Um, so we would cycle people through the sushi identity for a while to kind of like feel it out, get a feel for it and playing a role because like being part of review crew, you were kind of playing a role. You were definitely, you were always playing like a version of yourself that was a little more. Cause you had, I think at this point, maybe 140 words max to get your point across and hmm. writing short is really hard. Um, 
So people would practice a sushi. And then Quarterman was like, you know, it was it was just the stuff that we'd heard that we couldn't put out officially. So yeah. um, it was a lot of fun writing this because sometimes it was just like, you know. Back then my job was a lot of it was just on the phone talking to people. Yeah. Well, you got the t- the timelines were so different, right? Because it was like everything was always months in advance, or and then because the the cycle of the magazine was like you know, it takes you a month to put it together, and then it's not on newsstands until a month after that. Sometimes mm-hmm. this was this was this page was us just rolling the dice on things that we were fairly certain were going to happen. Yeah. There is an interesting rumor here that Michael Jordan would be returning to video games and actually in a golf game and that Quarterman says he's heard that EA would be reviving the, the versus range. So it could be like Jordan versus Woods, oh. which is a cool idea, but it never happened. Cool. That would have been cool. I might have made that up. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> well, this is what we we're talking about, the, about the screenshots. You got uh, in your preview gallery gallery. You've got Shinmu. It says this month, we've got several Shinmu screenshots here. We present a small Shinmu portrait gallery from Yu Suzuki's latest masterpiece. The, amo- the amount of detail in these close-ups is startling. Each strand of hair, every minute facial whisker has been rendered with much natural finesse. And this is just exactly how people talk about like Unreal Engine 5 today. Do you understand how insane it is to see those screenshots coming off of the PlayStation 1? It's mind-blowing. Well, <laughs> it was I mean, ridiculous. Well, been, it would have been Dreamcast, but sure. Well, no, but like this is this is following the PS One. Like yeah, that's what we were. Yeah, gotcha. Like this is the new thing. Yeah. Also, yeah. you're asking about Fighting Force Two. There it is. Look at it. Look I mean, at it. it's spectacular. It is really, really <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> so, speaking of Quake, this is an ad for Quake. It's just a bunch of raw meat, and it's it's startling to see it in a, a gaming magazine. But I should point out, this could be so much worse for this era. This could have been so much more gross. Yeah. So. uh this, I think this might have been a reference to a stunt that happened in the UK for, it was, either, it would have been, it was Quake 1 because Jibs was the thing, right? Where everyone was talking about when oh. in, in Quake 1. They sent the review copies in, um, oh my God, I'm thinking in English now. Uh, Ground beef? Padded, en- pad- padded envelopes. Do you call them jiffy bags here? No, no, no just you, know, you, know, you know what? You know what it is like a padded envelope that has the stuff. So a padded envelope full oh. of raw uh, mint ground beef. Yeah. And Ugh. then and then inside the ground beef was a plastic bag that had the review copy of Quake in it. And um, they got into a lot of trouble because the envelope split. Yeah. <laughs> and this was Mad Cow era, too. Yeah. So like yeah, well, people would be getting these soggy, bloody envelopes arriving. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't know about that. <laughs> no, thank you. We've gotten uh, ground beef sent to us before for bullet storm. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, sent wow. us ground beef with bullet casings and hair in it in a very tasteless mm. uh, marketing campaign. There's an ad for WrestleMania 2000 that I just want to point out the quote, the new King enters the ring is from game pro. And I'm just curious, John, if that bothered you when you had to point, when you had to print a competitor's <laughs> quote. <laughs> We would, yeah, we would get really upset about stuff like yeah. that. I imagine. Good quote. Um, oh, we're running out of time here. This is the big Dreamcast feature, the 20-something page. With, so you did your photo shoot in New York? Yeah. So, and the guy just took it around and he, like, you know, look, it's a wheel uh, uh, in a street. Well, here's, yeah. here's the fish fishing eye controller. Lenses were like, <laughs> <laughs> fishing controller with fish, you know? That's so good. Fisheye lenses nose. were like totally hip and like part of skate culture at the time. And this is very reminiscent of that. Yeah. 
that hip. Thank you, Beastie Boys. Yeah. Um, Ricky Powell. Yeah, this is just you interviewed people, asking them if they're going to buy a Dreamcast. People from all over the country. Five launch games you must buy. He said Soul Calibur, Sonic Adventure, Ready to Rumble, NFL 2K, and House of the Dead 2. So the only one in hindsight that I wonder why we said it is House of the Dead 2. Really? I thought you would say Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble was oh, pretty Ready rad. To Ready to Rumble was awesome. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a keyboard on, on a table. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they also have a big uh, photo shoot of, I guess, the whole IGN, EGM crew playing Dreamcast on their couch. We, so I basically lived in the office when we were putting this issue out. Like I spent three days straight there. I slept under my desk. So our office was in Oakbrook, Illinois, which is the town where the McDonald's um, campus is, where they you know, do all the training. It's got the, it's also got the McDonald's in it where they sell every burger McDonald's has ever sold. They still cool. have it, but there's a mall there. And it got to a point where we, you know, we were, going to the mall when it opened to buy underwear because we'd been sleeping oh. in the office for days. Because, <laughs> oh and it, it was primarily, it was not because of the, the Dreamcast. It was at this time of year, the review crew section nearly, like if, if I tried to do this now, it would literally kill me because we <laughs> would get all these games in and it was the same group of people. And we had three, four people on every game. Yeah. Three people on every game. What's four here? Except the handheld stuff. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we tried to beat this stuff. So you'd be there all night trying to beat yeah. something. That's crazy. That's like, too much. I like the reader review section. You printed some reader reviews for Super Smash Brothers. The reader said, Super Smash Brothers kicks every form of ass that exists. <laughs> good. Like different species? Yeah. <laughs> Electric yeah. mouse for yeah. every yeah. form of ass. <laughs> Okay, a full-page ad for 1-900 Preview. Uh, It says you can listen to Quarterman Gossip before it's an EGM. Did you record that? I didn't didn't do the... I don't know who did the audio for that, but as I recall, we made quite a lot of money out of this. I mean, it's $1.49 a minute. How could you not? That's insane. Call and test your knowledge of video game trivia. Pretty good. I would have totally called that. Look at that fantastic controller. Yeah, it's a boomerang. Yeah. Okay. We end with a quote. Uh, this is sort of like the final word, sort of editorial section. And uh, John, you said, I just want to know if you, if you agree with yourself at the time or if you think things have changed. You said this time you're getting really frustrated with how lame soft codes are about taking risks with content. There's some cool games coming out in the next six months. But there are an awful lot of things that have just made me think, yuck, wimps. Tiny Tank is a perfect example. The soundtrack. The best bit of the game when we saw it six months ago was deemed too adult, so it has been toned down, thus making the game another generic, crappy action shooter. This and things like Thrill Kill getting canned, the fact that more interesting ideas get ignored, dating sims, etc., are proof of rampant conservatism among console publishers in America. Few companies will take a risk, and we end up with boring, generic platform nonsense like Tarzan. There was a lot of very generic stuff at this time. I honestly think Sega helped with the Dreamcast and, you know, because they did take some risks with that launch. But this was a period where, remember, PlayStation was so big and so popular that it was kind of like what happened with the Wii eight years later, right? Where 
Yeah. It was just any old crap got shoveled onto the thing because there were so many people that, you know, when the install base is a hundred million, you know, you could sell a reasonable number of things just sort of by accident. And it meant yeah. that there was just the creativity was just getting quashed and it was drowning out a lot of the other stuff. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah. I, I do think, you know, escalating development costs have changed that. I think between you've got the indie scene on one end and the fact that a triple A game costs hundreds of millions of dollars now, this this is not a problem anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you definitely like we're right on the cusp of like digital distribution in ninety nine, right? And yeah. then like yeah. Steam Steam and then e- various eShops would sort of like solve this problem and allow indies uh, a place. Yeah. But when when everything had to be distributed at retail, like yeah, it was a weird year, weird few years. My favorite shovel year, shovelware era is Game Boy Advance because it not only mm. got like a, a bad version of good games, it got a lot of licensed bad games, and then it got like the video cartridges of Nickelodeon yes. shows and everything. Oh, yes. It's like that was right before the iPhone, and so imagine every app that could possibly can't come out would just come out on the Game Boy Advance. It's a fascinating time. I like the the Nintendo DS era of shovelware. In the wake of like Brain Age, every publisher wanted oh, some yeah. sort of like software, and Ubisoft had like a a, a quit smoking game that yeah. they released. Your solitaire options were many. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> true. The back cover is an ad for uh, the Sega Dreamcast that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but nine 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 nine. No, no, no that edgy, can't make sense. <laughs> it's super edgy. It is super edgy. That is the September 1999 issue of EGM that John was uh, editor-in-chief of. I'm going to stop sharing my screen. Thank you for sharing your insight with us there, John. I, I know we're running long. If people want to do a, do a lightning round of video game 20 questions, or do we not have time? I'm good. Okay. Tina, yeah. John, good? Yeah. All right, let's do it. The heck else are we gonna do? <laughs> work? <laughs> work? No. I've been sleeping under my desk for three days. <laughs> Did, Did you buy, buy, buy some underwear? underwear? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our suggestion this week comes from Armand in Eugene, Oregon. Let the questioning begin. Eugene, Oregon. We usually do. Could this game have appeared in the issue of EGM that oh, we okay. just went through? Let's start with that one. Yeah. Could this game have appeared in that issue of EGM? No. Okay. so 2000 or later or maybe well yeah I guess anything even very late 99 could have still have been previewed in there so yeah yep. 2000s or later uh, can, is this game on available on the Nintendo Switch no is this a platform exclusive not anymore not anymore. We won the game because he didn't answer it with a yes or no. <laughs> Isn't that what happens when we get the game name wrong? Ugh. And we win the game? Was that the consensus? Oh, yeah. No, it's, to- it's oh, well, I wouldn't say it's it's split, Ooh. but it was like. It, but it's not poll. like. It, it was, it, it, you know, we won a respectable portion of the vote, but it was not. It was like it was like 2575. So the, the commission, the commission has spoken. There was no option for Sam one, but Tina and Justin didn't. That's that's very. <laughs> I know. Dude, I would have been happy with that, honestly. You tried. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have been us. because it was on me because I said you guys can make the call. It actually is on you because I specifically said I don't trust my memory, and you still gave me the tie-breaking votes as well. Yep. So, 
well, that was a twisted way of appropriating blame, but I'll take it. Uh, did this you game? It. <laughs> yes, I did. Did this game come out on a uh, a disc format? Yes. That eliminates cartridge handhelds, JD. Is philosophy? There's two JDs here. That's yeah. true. <laughs> you meant you, Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay. I mean, did this game come out on the on a PlayStation console originally? No, that's five. So Xbox or PC, possibly, or Nintendo or GameCube. Okay. Yeah, GameCube mm. or Wii. Okay, did it originally come out on an Xbox platform? Yes. Ugh. Weird. Well, there's yeah. not many of those. That's true. Is it part of a series? No. What? So a one-off was an exclusive and then was ported to other platforms, but not a series. Mm. Something It may be something that came to PC. In these wide four-ups, everyone can see my hands now. I know. (laughs) It's super weird because I immediately jumped to things like Cameo and, you know, like launch games for the Xbox, but yeah, me too. Me too. I'm thinking like it's like only the game that Bungie made before Halo. Although, yeah. wait, I think that was a that might not have even been an Xbox game. Um, Man, uh, wait, so, so we don't know if it's Xbox or 360 or one. No, right? uh, not yet. Ugh, I don't even know if I want to go that way quite yet. Or like maybe the indie route could have been like an arcade That's era smart. thing. Smart. That's really. That's a really good one. Yeah, because Bionic Commander rearmed. Would be. Yeah, but, it's, but it's we know. Well, wait, hold on. We know it was on a disc, though. Oh yeah. Yeah. Wait. Uh, did did Mike did Microsoft publish this or develop it? No. No. Third party Xbox game. <laughs> was this developed in Japan? Yes. Ooh, it's blue. It's it's blue okay. dragon. <laughs> yeah, blue dragon or a cat. Should we do genre then? See, like, is it a role playing game? Yes, that's ten. What's weird is that we've had blue dragon, but uh, there was um, never, it's never stopped David in the past. I, I know, I know. I think <laughs> having it for our fourth time would be great. Well, there's another Capcom game that we probably won't be able to come up with the name of. That was a. Uh, Have we said the title of this game yet? No. Oh, it's not blue dragon. <laughs> So it's not yes. Blue Dragon. So it's a role-playing game developed in Japan on Xbox. There can't be many of those. Yeah. <laughs> there, was, there was another one in the Blue Dragon era, like when, totally when, when Xbox was trying to court. Oh, God, yeah. Square Enix, yeah. Um, this, what is it, Lost Odyssey? Did I make that up? I don't know. I can't remember. Blue Dragon is the one I remember well. I think, I think it was lost on it. It was that it was that whole sort of Mistwalker was gonna make um, mm-hmm. was gonna make Xbox big in Japan stuff, right? Yeah. So, so so who published those? Are those Square Enix games? All of them? I see. No, no, but that's, it, it, they might the have been left. It was the guys that left Square, right? Yeah, I can't remember. They may have been Microsoft published. In which case, you know, it can't be any of those games. Um, we also don't know. Like, you know, it could easily be an Xbox One game, or you know, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's not it's not part of a series. I'm really surprised it's not Blue Dragon. Would you? Uh, how about this? I can um, 
Well, we could ask if it's fantasy or sci-fi or something like that because that would eliminate yeah. a, a game we're calling Lost Odyssey. I don't even is this, know. Is this set in a fantasy universe? Yes. There is that Capcom one. There was a, a what? N- not Asura's Wrath. Uh, the oh, other Dragon's Dogma. Dragon's Dogma. Uh, but but it, I think that's a P- PS first. It was PlayStation, right? It wasn't Xbox. Yeah, PS4, but maybe it's 360 first. I always associate it with Xbox, but I could just be making that up. Sure. So that's a Capcom game? Yeah, right. Is this yeah. published by Capcom? No. <laughs> that eliminates a lot of games wait wait we did ask the square enix one right no no No. should we did they do any xbox exclusive rpgs i don't think so but you you asked if it was published by microsoft so we know it's not one of those so it's got to be a third party so like it'd be nice to know what it was and we're kind of running out of options it's not going to be I don't think Konami, right? It could be. I mean, you know, so it could be something like a Disgaea game. Oh, it's not part of a series, but like, uh, you know, like NIS or something like that. Or, you know, I don't know. I just like that's that's a good call. I can't think of any square. Why would they do it on an Xbox, maybe PC or something, too? But like just there's a total mystery around this right now. It's hard to explain why. Yeah, why would they do that exclusively if it's not Microsoft published? And sorry, the, the answer to the fantasy question is that it is a fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Could it be? Uh, could it be? An, uh, were there any online games like Fantasy Star, Sega? Yeah, I don't know. Who can remember? <laughs> That's sci-fi, though. Even though, because it's fantasy yeah. with a PH. <laughs> <laughs> Space fantasy. Yeah. yeah. Would you call this an action RPG, Damon? No. Wow. So tourneys. Tourney based. Tourneys, yeah. I don't I don't like wow. this. I don't like wow. this. One. I don't like this what one. What about bit. what about the style of graphics? Would that help everybody if it was like anime style? Because could there be like I mean, you know, so okay, so there's Tales Tales of Symphonia is on GameCube. And well, and it's part of a franchise, so never mind. <laughs> um Maybe it's a spin-off RPG, like um, but he wouldn't call it because it's not part of the series, like Yakuza Like a Dragon. That's clearly part of it. That's like Yakuza 7, right? It's got it's got a number in the title. But yeah, maybe something like that. Oh boy. I need to know. We don't even know. I don't even know what like generation it's from. I'm assuming yeah, it's a yeah. 360 game. I, I'm fine to ask that. I don't think we're gonna yeah. get this one. How many questions do we have left, Damon? You have five questions and a guess. Okay, I don't know why that I do nothing differently with that information now that I <laughs> know that. Uh, yeah, okay. So is this a 360 game? Yes. Xbox? Okay. okay. And that's 15. Thank goodness. I mean, I, this is a good chance I have that game in my closet behind me. I had all those 360 The RPGs. good news is that we know it's a 360 game. The bad news is that that's by far the biggest library out of Xbox and Xbox yeah. One. <laughs> There was so it's not Lost Odyssey. There was a game. It's Eternal something. I don't know, man. I can't remember these. You know, there is Eternal Darkness on the GameCube. Um, was yeah. Was there? Uh, was there like a like a, a from game that might have been an Xbox? Probably not. What, right. What were they doing in that era? Kingsfield Armored Kingsfield, Core. Kingsfield, right? Yeah. 
Is it a um, horror game as well on top of a RPG? Does it have horror elements? I guess I should say no. 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 Mm. Yeah, we do need to know the developer. Let's. Uh, should we ask if it's received well? Because if it's like a big, well, it didn't get sequels. Could be like, oh, but it's Japanese made. I was, I thought I was onto something with Jade Empire there for a sec. I know. Right. There's all these other RPGs. But it did go to other platforms. We didn't. Uh, we didn't establish what other platforms, though, did we? No. I just, just seemed like open. Port. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, th- there's an assumption that eventually everything just kind of comes to everything. Mm. What about like Panzer? No, so Panzer Dragoon Saga was on um, yeah. the '90s and Saturn. Yeah, you got me thinking about like Sega games, Sam, and like yeah. other other companies like that. Yeah, I mean, I it's highly likely that it's Sega or Square Enix. Nino Kuni was on PS3, right? Know, and it's part of a, a series. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, oh, we got left four. We got four left. We need a we need a hint. Demon, should we ask if it was received well? Does that even help? Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming it was. I don't really know. Or if it's Damie game, would that help? It would be helpful to know if it was like a strategy RPG, which makes it a Damie game. I don't think Damon's into traditional turn-based RPGs very much. Man, I can't even think of a strategy RPG on 360. Period. Yeah, I mean, there's all the disguise ones, but and then they made other. You know, like Lapusel Tactics and all these other things. I think he gave like us basically that it's turn-based, so, I mean, which, which applies to that type of game, too. So that's good to know. That's a good point. I, 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 our only chance is to start asking about developers, I think. Do, do we do the E3 developer question? <laughs> I was thinking about that one. Like if they have a showcase. Oh. Sure. Yeah, has this do developer it. had oh. a showcase at E3? Has this developer had a showcase at E3? No. Because the publisher has. Well, you know what we mean. We mean publisher. What? You asked developer. Well, developers don't have showcases. You know what we mean. What? Publisher. <laughs> yeah. um, at this time, probably. Hmm. Because everyone has a showcase. Well, Square was doing them regularly back then, right? Well, Sega, the ad this time is really tripping me up because I think Square didn't start theirs until recently, didn't they? I don't know. Yeah, it could be okay. like didn't Atlas or Square. Oh yeah. Um, Sega, Sega wasn't Sega wasn't doing anything at this point, right? No, Konami always had their weird one. <laughs> oh yeah, that that weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> Did Atlas do one or Natsume? Maybe with Sega, Atlas always had a big yeah. booth at E three. I think it's the game that Justin's been thinking of this whole time. It's just that's not the name of it. The thing we yeah. think he's lost Odyssey, but isn't. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Eternal something. I don't, I don't know. Eternity something. Maybe. I, I, oh, this is two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. The entire audience is banging their head <laughs> yep. against the wall in it frustration happens. at us, right? <laughs> it happens sometimes. Although that game, I think specifically. Well, no, never mind. I get confused with Dragon Dogma, which is more of an action RPG. But this one is kind of a generic JRPG, 4360, fantasy. Yeah. I can That's picture the screenshots of it. Me too. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I never played it. I did play Blue Dragon. Mm-hmm. 
And I, and I don't know who published that or who made it. <laughs> so it doesn't really help. And it's not like, it, check anyway. it's not like eternal Sonata. Is it, is that a different thing? Is that, did I make that up? <laughs> I remember that, that name, but I think it's something else. I don't know. I give up. Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to ask if the word eternal is in the title? <laughs> like when we're getting down oh, to yeah. the bone yeah. Ask about the title. I mean, well, but the, there's no rule again, but gentlemen's rules say that we choose not to ask about the title. Otherwise we would have asked about shadow last week. Yeah, or like, uh, so it doesn't start with an E. We already yeah. have to do that. Mm. It takes like five <laughs> questions, John, to narrow down the letter of the game, the name that the game starts with, if you wanted to do that. <laughs> I'll so. say this. There's no rule against asking the same question twice. Did we name? Uh, I, is that true? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, does that mean we said the name of the game? Yeah. What did we say? We said a bunch of stuff. <laughs> we said... I think it's eternal something. Eternal I want to look it up. It's not the well, eternal it sonata. Like- <laughs> I don't. I'm not even. Yeah, I'm not even sure that those are two words that are bouncing around in my brain. <laughs> like I don't even know if that's the name of a video game. I think it is. Or had you not mentioned the name of that other? No. What, should, we, no. should we ask if we've, if we've already said it? Then yeah. yeah have we, the, have, the insinuation is that we did. Have we said the name of the game? Yes. Is it Eternal Sonata? <laughs> yes. Justin. Amazing. Amazing. Is Eternal wow. Sonata, published by Namco Bandai in 2007. Wow. Ah. That's so difficult. But developed by TriCrescendo, which I think this is the only game it ever published on its own, or developed on its own. <laughs> TriCrescendo. Yeah. It's, all, it's provided assistance on a lot of other games. Yeah. And then a year later, it came to PS3. And IGN gave us an 8.3. Wow. wow. Well done, Justin. Where yeah, did you even get that name from? I don't know. I mean, Dude, there are, I like you guys said, there aren't many JRPGs that are 360 no. exclusive at that but, time. There was but Blue what Dragon. is the one we were thinking of? It wasn't Eternal Sonata. Was another one, right? Yeah, I think I was thinking of, I'm looking at the box right now. It was not Eternal Sonata because that's more like anime style. I know. I yeah, it was, a, it was a more realistic fantasy game. How do we even look it up? Oh, it is Lost Odyssey. There you go. Because that, yeah. that's the Mistwalker. They were yep. the co-developer. Yep, the on it. Yeah. 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 Brutal push to try to get one. the Japanese audience. And I then can't uh, believe it. Fun fact, Eternal Sonata, the game takes place in the mind of composer Chopin while he's on his deathbed. I remember that background. Yeah. That's the whole conceit of the yeah. game. I always thought that was part of the um there's another uh you mentioned the series already. I thought yeah. it was part of that other anime series. The Symphonia, Tales of Symphonia. Because they got that music. It's yeah. like a symphony, sonata. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, nicely job. You got there in the end. Thank you for the suggestion, Armand and Eugene, Oregon. Viewers and listeners, if you have your own suggestions for 20 questions, email them to me at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. And that is all the scoops we have for this week. Uh, John, thank you so much for sitting in with us. Maybe we can have you on monthly to, uh, as we uh, look at these it. old EGMs because yeah. yeah. uh, I think your insight was super interesting there. Thank you also to Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Alan working behind the scenes to make this episode possible. My name is Damon. This is IGN Gamescoop, and we're out.